0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, February 5th, 2022, and this is day 1421 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So, let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you, and thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for creating us in your image and helping us to be all that we can be Helping us, Father, to shine even in the darkest of darkest days. Helping us, Father, to go forth and be prosperous in everything that our hands touch. As long as we're obeying you and doing your will, help us to stand firm on your promises and to walk in our purpose. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. And I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is Authentication Code. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it authentic or is it fake? (laughs) Is it real or is it not? So there are codes out there. I I didn't even know this and uh, learned this recently that there are certain things that you buy. There is a way to tell if it's the authentic, real thing based upon a code. So we're going to be coming out of Acts chapter 19 verses 13 through 20. We're going to learn a little bit more about how can you tell when somebody is truly uh, sharing the word of God or if they're counterfeit. <laughs> and there are many counterfeits out there. And We have to know, we have to be able to discern through the power of the Holy Spirit. All right, so Acts chapter 19, verses 13 through 20. And it says, some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon possessed, so you see they were they were just the scriptures before this talked about Paul casting out demons and uh healing the sick and he it says in verse eleven uh of chapter acts nineteen it says, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick." And their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. All right. So some of these Jews now were driving out evil spirits and uh, invoking the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon possessed. So it says they would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, "Oh, my goodness, Jesus, I know okay, so this is what the this is what the evil spirit said Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know about, but who are you? <laughs> Even the evil spirits are spotting a fake, and they're like, "Hold up, you're not truly, you're not powerful in the name of Jesus." Who on earth are you? (laughs) Verse 16. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. So one, one person filled with evil spirit beat the mess out of seven, (laughs) seven men and sent them out running out naked and bleeding verse 17 when this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus they were all seized with fear and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done a number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly so that's witchcraft all right Witchcraft, sorcery, uh, worshipping the things God created, like the moon, the sun, the star, the trees, things like that. Uh, worshipping uh, the created instead of the Creator. Uh, you know, uh, what's your sign? Looking at the signs and the, you know, based upon our birthdays. Um, and I used to believe in my sign. Now I'm just gonna tell you, yeah. Uh that was the thing in the seventies. What's your sign? Even songs about it. <laughs> My name is and so and I'm a whatever the sign is, and people say, "Oh, you're a you're a whatever your sign is," and uh, that's why you're like that, or that's why we get along, or that's why we don't get along. And those are those are all fall, fall under the umbrella of witchcraft and sorcery. That's not of God, and and as we learn this the differences and and understand based upon the word of god then now we're held accountable for that and now we should do better we once i learned i turned away from it i don't go by signs people say what's your sign uh jesus <laughs> i don't have a sign <laughs> so we learn and and you know some people swear by it and uh but those are those are through evil spirits. All right. So verse 19 says, A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. So they were letting everybody know openly, hey, I messed up. This is what I was doing, and I'm confessing and letting everybody know. And that's freedom. When you can confess that in front of people like that, that that is part of being free. So when <laughs> it says when they calculated the value of the scrolls the total came to 50,000 drachmas and that's about a day's wages per drachma or drachma so that 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 50,000 that's 50,000 days worth of money <laughs> in this way the word of the lord spread widely and grew in power that is amazing and uh so <clears throat> These people, because of what uh, the seven sons of Skiva went through, they were afraid. They're like, hold up, this is a real deal. We need to change. And so they did. And that is uh, amazing and beautiful and powerful. So point number one, how do you know when something's real or fake? It might look like the real thing from the outside, like a designer's bag or shoes or watches, diamonds, jewels. But once you get close and begin to examine it carefully, you'll know if it's authentic or if it's a perpetrator, if it's a fraud or a fake. Nowadays, certain purses have authentication codes. That's something I didn't know about they have them located inside of their purses. Like uh, I know with a coach bag, they have the numbers written in it in coach, but then even counterfeiters are starting to do that. Um, You can, now there's one bag company that, or maybe several, but it was one I was looking at and it says you can go to their website and enter on on that website uh, a certain number that's inside of the bag and that will let you know if it's real or counterfeit. Well, in this case, even the evil spirits knew that these seven or even this one evil spirit knew that these seven men were wannabes. <laughs> it was very interesting, though, that even the evil spirits knew who was real and mentioned Jesus and Paul by name. They knew from experience that they were authentic They knew the authentication code on them. (laughs) And they knew that these others were absolutely fake. And they experienced a rough, rough beating because of it. Point number two, what about you? Are you the real deal? I mean, are you the real deal uh, the other six days of the week when you're not in church or around churchy people? Are you sitting under false teachers and have lost your zeal to get up and leave? Maybe because you're in a leadership position and you've gotten used to the half-stepping. Sometimes they're on point and most times it's all about them. It's time to make a change, just as the Jews and Greeks did who lived in Ephesus when those seven boys or seven men were exposed. Sometimes it takes a shaking up in our lives for God to get our attention. It's time to yield, surrender all to him. And that means everything. And like they did, you notice that they they surrendered all. They got rid of all the things that were not of God, that didn't line up with his will, that were you know, witchcraft type things. And um, and they said, no, we're no longer going to be worshiping idols. We're coming clean. And so getting rid, surrendering all to him, everything, and accept him in your life as your Savior and Lord. If you already know him, it, if you already know him, this is also your day to repent and get back on track. There's hope for us all as long as there's still breath in our, in our bodies. If we have the breath of God still in our bodies, there is hope. So don't ever give up hope uh, and feel like, you know, there, there's no way out. There is always a way out through the Lord. He will bring you through whatever that is. It could be you slipped into something because of the people you hang around with you know, just like that demon got onto them, you hang around certain people that are doing evil things or certain things that may not seem evil to them, but you know it's evil, <laughs> then you need to separate yourself from them. I remember reading, oh no, I remember a, a, a lady telling me about her daughter who had gotten into this cult and it started off as a, in a book reading about <clears throat> putting curses on men and getting them to do what you want them to do. Some book out there, um, and I'm not even trying to promote the book, so don't go looking for the book. Um, but I'm just saying, she said and she got deep into the occult. And um, she, she is a, the mother was a believer in praying and fasting for her daughter to be delivered and set free. And I can't remember what happened, but... But I think it was good news. But, um, yeah, we have to be careful about who we associate with. Uh, we're going into the dark rim and not understanding what it's about. It was just as these seven sons of Sceva did, they didn't realize what they were walking into. They were just mimicking uh, what Paul was doing and what Jesus did, not knowing that they were full of the power of the Holy Spirit. They weren't, <clears throat> especially Paul, Jesus course, is the power. (laughs) But um, Paul going in through the power of the Holy Spirit, leading and directing him and protecting him and guiding him and working through him. You see, we go in on our own. This flesh can't fight those evil spirits because we don't fight them with our flesh. We fight them in the spiritual realm. That's why we need the Holy Spirit in order to do it. So it's not about what we do. It's about what God does through us. So we need to be aware of our surroundings. We need to be aware of who we're hanging around with. I remember I just went to um, get my hair done yesterday. And I went to a new place. And uh, the young lady that was doing my hair, we got into a conversation. And she said um, how there was a teenager. She had a friend who uh, disrespected her grandmother. And her grandmother was raising her. Her father wasn't around. Her mother was in prison, and the young girl they were about fifteen. And the and the grandmother, um, <clears throat> uh, came to her house to this, the lady that was doing my hair came to her house to get the granddaughter because she told the granddaughter not to leave and that she couldn't come to go to her friend's house and um, said that the granddaughter said, "I'm going where I want to go." and came to her grand, to her house and the grandmother came over to get her and she said I'm not going anywhere with you and pushed the grandmother and the woman told me she said I told her you don't touch your grandmother you are being disrespectful she began to literally chastise the girl and she said the when the uh, the lady that was doing my hair she said when her father came home he heard that she had done this and the grandmother was there and the grandmother had started crying and he said, what's wrong? And he got on the girl and told her, you do not touch your grandmother. As a matter of fact, you need to get out of our house. Anybody that disrespects their grandmother, you don't need to be here. You need to leave right now. Now, you know, they're more than likely, and this is what I told the young lady, there was some other issues going on with this young lady and she was acting out. But the fact that she disrespected her grandmother, which is taboo. It's a no-no. Uh, at, at least I know in my culture, in the black culture, it is. Um, but So that father put her out and said, you cannot associate with that young lady again, because anybody that does that, they're liable to do anything. And it was just really a, a interesting conversation in how It is true. Um, And she really needed some help. And she said the young lady, even in adulthood, had a lot of issues, was put out of the Navy, was, you know, just going through life um, just haphazardly because of what had happened to her as a child, more than likely. Uh, But she needed the Lord. She needs deliverance. She needs Jesus. That is the key. So, Uh, I want you to know that there is still hope, no matter what. God loves you so much. Unconditional love. That is what that is about. I'll never forget about a couple of years ago, maybe a year and a half or two years ago, just before COVID hit. So a couple of years ago, um, a young man that was going to our church, he and his mom, and uh, he was really very quiet and uh, seemed like he was going through a trauma and he was after learning the mother told us that her son had not been the same ever since they went to a, a church and it was on youth night and she took her kids he's a teenager and uh, she had two teenagers and uh, one uh, that was uh, like um, uh, seven years old or so and took them with her to the church and the preacher was preaching about the goats and the sheep and how God will separate the goats from the sheep. And, uh, and and that really represents those who are doing God's will and those who are not, those who are doing the will of Satan. So that's what the goats represented, those that were doing the will of Satan. The sheep represent the ones doing the will of God. And so... The pastor told them all, that all the people that were there, that they were goats. And the young man said, we're not goats. And the preacher said, what did you say? He said, I said, we're not goats. And the preachers got mad at him and said, get out of the church. And the man, the young man, teenager, didn't, he's like, I didn't do anything, you know, Uh, basically. And why do I have to leave? So the preacher sends the deacons to grab this man, young boy, take him out of the church. And forcefully, they were dragging him out of the church. And the mother, it just created an uproar. The mother's like, what are you doing? Leave my son alone. And they're dragging him out of the church. And uh, they they get to the door and the young man was tussling around with them because they're holding him down and accidentally hits one of them. But they're they're holding him down. So the pastor says, go get my gun. I couldn't make this up, y'all. The pa- it was in the paper. It was on the, in, on the news here in Kansas City. And the, the pastor says, go get my gun. He holds the gun to the young man's head and says, I will kill you. Get out, get away from here, and it, it just makes me sick to even talk about it, y'all. It just, my heart just drops, you know, because to know that somebody would do this to somebody else, and especially a, a teenager. And the young man said was yelling and cussing and, you know, defending himself and going off and, and uh, saying, "I'm gonna, you know, get you or something. You can't do this to me." and and they and the mother and he, and the rest of the kids left, and they were so extremely traumatized well, in the meantime the the pastor goes even further, and he calls the police on the young man, and the police goes to their house a day or two later and says they want to question the young man, and he's like, "What for?" And they said, "We just want to question you they They ended up locking him up and in jail. And the mother said, I thought you were just going to talk to him. And they had to get him out. And and then the, the, the pastor uh, uh, placed a case, had a case against this young man and was trying to get him put in jail. Oh, it was horrible. Anyway, they reached out to me. We talked and um, uh, we worked something out. I was with the Center for Conflict Resolution. And we had a good relationship with the prosecutor's office. And... Because we would do mediations instead of people going to jail for certain crimes or certain things. You know, they would work it out by talking it through and, you know, things like that. And and we would facilitate the process. So they we asked if we could do that type of process between him and the pastor. Well, the pastor was nowhere to be found. And he didn't, you know, we couldn't reach him. So we came, the prosecutor's office allowed the young man to go through some other processes, just to sum it up, Um, and uh, he did not have to serve time. God intervened, and I was so grateful for that, but that pastor ended up closing down his church, Uh, the media was on him, and took his sign down, he was no longer there, no longer to be heard of, and maybe somewhere else, scamming other people, and it's very sad. And this, to this day, the young man, the last time I talked to him, he was still struggling with that. That was a horrific situation, but God can bring us through. And God blessed that family by not allowing them to go to jail and keeping them safe. And he still just needs uh, help uh, in other areas. Uh, The last time I talked to that mom, you know, God is able. And we can do all things through Christ. I always say this at the end, who strengthens us. We need to trust him, surrender all to him, give it to him. You're the real deal because you're made in Christ's image. No longer needing to be uh, following false prophets or or following after people that mean us no good. God is saying, give it to me. I love you. He wants to be in your life. And and this is the step to take. If you don't know Jesus, this would be the first and most important thing you could ever do in your whole life. It will change your whole life for the better. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate. You will spend eternity with Jesus Christ. The opposite would be eternity in hell with Satan. There is no middle ground. There is or either, there is either one or the other. All right, so don't believe the counterfeits that are out there making people think that there is a middle ground. There is not. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. jackieb boy U-Y-C-K-S-Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please check out our T-Zone, kc.org website. Learn more about what we're doing with our youth in the community, teaching them workforce skills, life skills, and entrepreneurship development. And become a partner. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.